0: This podcast contains material that some listeners may find objectionable. It may contain graphic descriptions of atrocities committed during the 1937 Nanking
1: Massacre in China. Welcome back to The Undaunted Women of Nanking, the wartime diaries of Minnie Votrin and Sen Shui Fong. On this episode, in the days after Christmas, a period of relative peace settles over Jinling College. We begin with Minnie Vautrin's diary. Sunday, December 26th, 1937.
0: Another night of peace. Only one embassy police at front, but his presence was a help in that it gave a feeling of safety. They say headquarters for military police is the American embassy. Several groups of soldiers came on the campus this morning, but they are not obnoxious as they were. A group of military police came to inspect, certainly superior to ordinary soldiers. At 7.30 this morning, had our group prayer meeting, and at 2 this afternoon, are having a Sunday service for Chinese on campus. I am sorry not to be able to go to Drum Tower Church. Wonder if they had any service yesterday and today. A great pity that the pastor evacuated. Wei came back this morning, too tired and worn to tell about his experiences. This afternoon again, being at end of my strength, I rested. All the refugees on university campus registered today. We shall probably go through the same process in a day or two, so tonight I started Mr. Chen making a list. Weather's still clear and warm during this day. We still have no news of outside world, and as far as we know, they have no news of us except that furnished by Dome. This will be a year without Christmas. Did not even have time to think of my friends.
1: Now the same day as reported by Sen Shui Fang.
2: It was somewhat quiet last night. No soldiers came in. Every day, military police come to inspect and see whether Japanese soldiers come and go. Voltron is really good-hearted. Yesterday afternoon, on her way out for dinner, she met an old woman at the gate. The woman told Voltron that her daughter was being taken away by the soldiers, begging her to save the girl. Once, Voltron ran to rescue the girl. At Shanghai Road, she saw Mills coming, got in his car, and together they went to chase the culprit. Soon, they caught up with the soldier, who did not want to release the girl. They had the girl sit in the car. The soldier got in the car, too, and refused to get out. Luckily, an officer came by, but did not scold him. Instead he counseled the soldier left only after the officer said many good words to him otherwise there seemed to be no way out i advise voltran not to chase after the soldiers if she encounters the same kind of incident outside the campus i'm worried that she may be hurt today she was lucky to have Mills at her side it would be even more difficult if she were alone. There was one happy event today. Wei Zifu came back. He was held captive by the Japanese soldiers for 11 days, carrying things, a lot of them, to Chuyang. From there to Shanghai, and then the loot was either sold or shipped back to Japan. Later, he was driven to Pu Lane, so close to home, but he could not come back. Staying there for two more days, he was again ordered to carry things to Chuyang. After being there for several hours, Wei and other Chinese men were ordered to return home. Originally, there were 23 men, but only three remained. At first, Wei was ordered to remain and was released only after saying so many good things to the soldiers. On the way home, they met a lot of soldiers. Bless their hearts, it was not easy for them to reach Shan Street, where again they met soldiers and were forced to carry their loot. Then, several hours later, Wei was released and came back. It is still lucky for him. Although it was only for several days, He was so frightened, and much thinner. He will be alright after resting for two weeks. The Japanese soldiers are indeed robbers. They take everything. Nanking is an empty city now. Only seven or eight buildings on Taiping Road are not burnt. And all the buildings in the Confucius Temple area are gutted. Half of Fulton Street was burnt. And so was Chaminsey's door. It's almost like an ashland. Those of us who remain here are just like totals in a jar. The Japanese can do whatever they please. Few foreigners are here. The Japanese are not afraid of these Europeans and Americans. Even exhausting their minds and energy, they are helpless. No communication with the outside world. There's really no place to turn. Only pray to God to open the road of survival for the Nanking people. Today, registration of refugees begins at the University of Nanking. The Japanese mask is put on again. In reality, a program that is supposed to protect civilians is to search for defeated Chinese soldiers and young men and women. I heard people say that there are so many defeated soldiers, one thousand at the university. During registration, the Japanese gave sweet talks, claiming that if the defeated soldiers confess themselves, they would not be prosecuted and will receive protection. If they do not confess now, and are later found out, they will be killed. One of the Japanese and one Chinese collaborator gave talks on the platform. Some believed the two men and came out to admit that they had been nationalist soldiers. I heard that 200 people came out to confess. Later, these men were taken away. Probably all are dead. Some did not confess, knowing that the two men's words were hooks. Now, fewer refugees are here. Some have gone to other camps, and some have moved inside. Some of the prostitutes have left. The top layer of the lawn is gone. Grease and dirt cover floors inside the rooms. Everywhere is urine and stool. Today, the weather cleared up, which is lucky for the refugees. No soldiers came at night. During daylight, they came at least three times. Not long ago, they came numerous times. So sometimes, Voltron and Trinum would not have enough time to handle them. I heard that fewer soldiers are on the streets. Tonight, Votrim is not feeling well, probably she is sick, which I have been so worried about. She is much thinner and aging, yet she has a good title. Now these refugees call her the goddess of mercy for trying to save people from suffering and misery.
1: Here is Minnie's account of Monday, December 27th.
0: It's a day off for me. Have not been feeling well for two days, so friends insisted on my staying in bed. Mary being here made it possible, and I was glad of an excuse. The night again was peaceful, with one embassy police at front gate. One of the foreign men also came over to stay with F. Chen, For some reason, our practice school dogs barked a good deal in the night, which makes me think there may be prowlers. Do not know how my dogs have escaped bayonets of soldiers. Military police came over during day to check up and see that all is quiet. They really seem like clean, well-disciplined men, and in the main, have kind faces. In the afternoon there were a number of official callers. One, a Colonel Oka, who will come in the morning to see me. Destruction is still going on in the city, now in the direction of Be Men Chiao, for we still see clouds of smoke and fire. I suspect all shops from South Gate to Beimenchao have been looted and burned. Looting is now being done by truck and big things taken, such as rugs and beds. People say they are being taken to Chu Chuyung. Women coming in at the gate this morning say that looting is still going on in private homes and that even small amounts of money, like coppers, are being taken. Mary said a truck came to the college, asking for three girls. When she showed them our official letter, they went away. How Jinling looks as a refugee camp needs greater power of description than I possess. Needless to say, it would not receive any blue ribbon for cleanliness. When we had our first 400 refugees we had ideals of cleanliness and tried to have rooms and halls swept every day and paper picked up every day. Not so now. With 10,000 or more here, we can do nothing except to persuade people not to use main campus as a toilet. Harriet's ideal of having grass walked on has been realized so fully that there is practically no grass left. And in many places, especially where they serve the rice, there are mud puddles. The shrubs and trees have been badly used and some of the former have been trampled until they have disappeared. On every sunny day, every tree and shrub and railing and fence is strewn with diapers and pants of all description and colors. When the foreign men come over, they laugh and say they have never seen Jin Ling look thus. To date, we have had 14 births and 4 deaths. Mrs. Sen is the only nurse we have, and she is terribly overworked.
1: Now the same day from Sen's diary.
2: I heard people say that some of the soldiers in the South Side have been transferred. Although soldiers no longer come here to take girls, they still demand girls in homes outside. If there are no girls, they just capture old women. This afternoon, a commanding officer came to ask how much rice for porridge we have. Rui replied, not much. He said that he had ways to get more rice to here. It is not true. They are very tricky. I believe that when he came here, he wanted to get the refugees out for him to molest. When I think of the future of Jingling, there's no hope of opening a school. We have no way to know if there's possibility for Jingling College to exist in Nanking unless the Japanese do not want Nanking or the United States negotiated with them. Today, a soldier escorted a girl to here and asked Yang Zifu to take care of her, who had been molested. The soldier gave the girl a fur garment and several $10 bills. Probably the items were looted.
1: thanks for listening. On the next episode, Japanese soldiers ramp up their efforts to register the refugees of Nanking and uncover former Chinese soldiers...